and he hits a boundary. And it's a six. This is like the perfect finish. The arms go up. Incredible sounds, incredible sounds, especially when you directly compare it to some of the other venues that um, have featured at this Cricket World Cup, and India are not playing, but India, wow, um, in the first game against Bangladesh in India since 1998, uh, they've beaten Bangladesh by seven wickets, another emphatic win for India, 261 for the loss of three, chasing that down and won Virat Kohli, scoring another one-day 100, 103 of 97 balls, six fours, four sixes. And I'm starting to feel fear that we are living in Virat Kohli's world. This guy, statistically, you can make a great case, is the finest ever one-day international batsman if you're just looking purely at numbers. Um, and by his incredibly, ridiculously high standards. The last couple of years, two or three years in one-day international crickets, he has been lean. Not in 2023. He's averaging 67 with 871 runs, a strike rate of 105. That's his fourth 100 this year. And how's this for mind-boggling numbers? He is now just 100 away from equaling the great Sachin Tendulkar with 49 one-day international hundreds, the most in international cricket history. And he has batted 178 fewer times. 178 fewer innings. It's quite amazing. Mitch McLennigan joins the program. The thinking man's fast bowler. Match Savage. How are you, fella? Good to hear you. Yeah, I'm bloody good, man. I'll just give you a full warning. If I sound like I'm out of breath or I go silent for a little while, uh, call 111. I'm out pushing Kobe to the park down at Botany and I've totally overestimated how far it is and how unfit I am. <laughs> You've bitten off more you can chew. Are you one of those Uber Metro dads who's like, you know, in the, your leisure clothing and just running at a, a, a small trot while pushing your mountain buggy? Oh, I certainly am not. I'm in five-year-old shoes, trackies with paint on, an old Chicago Bulls hoodie and a white yes. top hat. So, uh, yeah, we're a bit of a, we probably don't want to be seen by too many people today. <laughs> Uh, give him a toot if you're driving past Mitch, by the way. Give him a toot. Mitch, Mitch, are you a little bit worried like I am that we're just living in Virat Kohli's world right now? That it's all written in the stars? Yeah, well, geez, that he's going to lead India? Well, that was a very, very brave statement you just made because in India at the moment, you're either at Rohit, Rohit Sharma's camp or Virat Kohli. You're either Mumbai Indians or you're RCB. So that's a brave statement, mate. I think you probably lost half your audience listening at that point, but look, hey, I'm firmly in the Rohit Sharma camp, particularly on white ball cricket, but I have to say, uh, looking at the numbers, looking at the stats, you're talking how many fewer games, he's probably going to go past Sachin Tendulkar. Uh, phenomenal, really. Uh, he's been such a performer for a long period of time. He's changed the whole landscape in terms of what the fitness requirements are and what the professionality requirements are in that side. Um, and he's changed Indian cricket for the better. So, I mean, it's awesome to see that we're starting to see someone like that in our generation. Um, I would have to say, from when Sachin played, the wickets are considerably better 
the grounds are smaller because of all the hoardings that you have to bring in with the advertising and everything like that. And I'd probably go as far as to say is that the level of international cricket is just not as high as it once was when Sutton was playing. Yeah, uh, quite giddy though, uh, the numbers. Uh, and I did say, you can make a case. I, I, I think you'll find I was actually technically sitting on the picket fence, my friend, because Rohit Sharma, what a player. They are stacked, mate. Hey, I love watching Rohit Sharma. I, I might not enjoy um, bowling to him as much as Matt Henry. <laughs> um, but they, they, they are not just warm favourites. Are they red hot favourites? Oh, you'd have to think so. Um, the, the big bolster for them is getting Jasper Bomber back. They were a little bit meek in their, their bowling lineup before he came back, uh, but he's come straight back and has been an incredible job after his back injury. He had the same surgery um, that Matt Henry and that all had as well on their back. So um, he's, he's come back from that really, really nicely. So he's the major key. But if you are interested in where the Indian cricket side is going to go in the future, take, look no further than Shubman Gill. This guy is absolutely phenomenal. He's already racking up the runs. Uh, he's going to be the next Virat Kohli, Rohit Sharma of years to come. Yeah. That game on Sunday night, let's, let's look ahead before we sort of look back at the week that has been and some of the other teams. You know, how impressed have you been with New Zealand so far? Really emphatic wins, all four of them, against you know, a variety of calibre. Yeah, I, I have to say, I mean, after the first win against England, you know, that's huge. That's getting one one win against a team that was probably going to be looking to push towards the semi-finals, and, and that was massive. You've seen the downslide that you've seen from England cricket after that because they know they missed one, missed out on one there. They got off a good start against us. Just everyone got starved and got out, and New Zealand capitalised. And what I saw from the New Zealand side in that game, which has carried on throughout this whole tournament... There's a lot of composure, and the other night we saw against South Africa, who have been a front-runner in their first couple of games, scoring a lot of runs, we saw them put under some pressure, and, and they panicked. They really did capitulate. They, they struggled, and they looked nervous at the crease, and it was a good test for me the other night. We were definitely under some pressure against Afghanistan, and Chennai against a really good spin-bowling unit. And what I saw was, even the Daryl Mitchell got out early, when he came to the crease, what I was looking for was his temperament. Was he going at the same pace he usually goes at when he's scoring runs, when the team's on top? And he came out and he just looked composed. Yep, he got out. And then Glenn Phillips comes in, Tom Latham come in. And again, the same thing. I saw no panic. I saw a lot of composure. I saw a genuine strategy of how to absorb some pressure. And it was just, it was just great batting. And from a New Zealand perspective, seeing Glenn Phillips get some runs, Tom Latham having come back to the captaincy, relinquished the captaincy, and then back again. See him scoring some runs as well. Mate, every single one of our top order has scored some runs, which is the Chapman of time and at the end. just means that he wants that confidence that you need building into the middle of the tournament um, and towards that back end. So, huge, uh, hugely positive signs. And, and then Lockie Ferguson's back as well. And that's what we've been missing over the last couple of years. Lockie Ferguson's been off of the ball. He'll be first one to tell you he's been overly frustrated with not being having the penetration that he's had in the past. And, and that's what we need in a World Cup. We're going to go a long way. We need Lockie Ferguson to be able to blast open the middle order. And Mitchell Satner, well, mate, that guy's absolutely legend, isn't he? I mean, 
He's gone from being the damn Tory, the hold up and in type guy, and let you sing this to all the work, to actually taking this whole World Cup by the balls and actually just going, you know what? These are spin friendly conditions. I'm going to bowl a little bit more aggressively. And we've seen that so far with his return. Um, and if you're a left arm spinner or any spinner, in fact, and you, if you've got a, a kid in the household who wants to be an international spinner, just take the time to record Mitchell Sattler and, and watch how he sets up and over, look at his case changes, look at the lines that he bowls to certain types of batsmen. It's absolutely in a masterclass, one of the best in the world. He really is, Mitch. And the way you've painted that picture across the board from the batting through to the bowling department, I can't help but just think of a team with no weakness. Is that how you view it? I would have said at the start of it, I would have said the weakness would have been probably having Mark Chapman, who's inexperienced at the ODI level, coming in at seven and leaving out of Jimmy Neeson, who we know, who we know is a game changer. Uh, Inconsistent with the ball, but can, can take a game away from you with the bat at the end. And, and that was the last little cog of the, or the last little piece of the puzzle, I guess, to, to see Mark Chapman finish an innings. And, and he did that exceptionally well last night. I'm, I'm also very, very happy for Will Young. Will Young had a really good series against uh, Bangladesh before coming over, and then Russian Ravindra goes get 100 and back to back 50s. and Felt like it was just a touch hard done by, but yeah. that was the call that they made. And what I did find interesting, Daniel, was that they put Will, o- Will back to opening. So I would have thought if they picked Rutchin to open the inning, that they would have stuck with him there and put Will at three. They know Rutchin's the opening going forward, but we're back to Will at the top. So he keeps on doing what he's doing, mate. He's he's the perfect combination for uh, for Devin Conway at the top. Yes, Rutchen and Devon bat well together, but at the top, as a new ball bowler, when you're looking for a bit of shape and you're not sure whether it's going to swing or not, always having to worry about adjusting to the left hand, right hand is like massive. Yeah. Hey, Mitch, um, thinking man's fast bowler that you are, what trends are you seeing at this tournament with regards to bowling plans? Are you seeing that evolve? You know, um, go deep into the art of bowling. <laughs> Some of the scores that have been put on the board, I haven't seen a lot of plans. I guess, I guess what yeah. you have seen is from <laughs> if you are watching the TV and you're looking at death bowling, there's no longer a third man. Finally, it's generally up, and most teams are having a point, a backward point back, and then extra cover back. So, trying to give yourself the option of getting hit on the half side and the leg side with three back on the leg side. Um, a bit more or less traditional fields now. What I have seen is like, just, we've got a lot of young, newer guys into international cricket, um, and or particularly in a lot of the, the smaller teams, and just a lack of execution, um, a lack of skill, and and in India, you can, you cannot miss. Particularly if you're bowling second, you've got to be able to execute. So one of the most effective balls that I haven't seen throughout this tournament, but in Indian conditions, there's a slow ball bouncer at the best, and we've hardly seen it. I'd imagine that that'll come into play towards the end of the tournament. But look, we saw the other night. If, if you consistently go like wide hole or wide Yorker to a Tom Latham or a 
Mark Chapman or Glenn Phillips, you're going to get hit out of the park. And tactically, New Zealand's doing it right. The other night we saw Daryl Mitchell have the ball the last over. He does it domestically, but the thing is that New Zealand try and use their resources early. They try and use their resources by the 40th over, early 40 overs. Try to get a team 6-7 down so that your death pace is a little bit easier. If you try and get through your change bowlers in between 35 and 40 or 30 and 40 and team doesn't lose any wickets, then that last 10 overs is just too easy for class batsmen in the world now. Uh, the wickets are too good. The balls are still hard, mate, so um, it's just easy picking. You're just delighted that you're, uh, you know, pushing your, your kid around these days. <laughs> Not charging into bowling, bowling to them at the moment. It doesn't sound like a whole lot of fun. Hey, Australia, Pakistan, what camp are you in when you look at the Australians? Are we seeing their demise, or you're like me, you just don't trust them until they're eliminated? Oh, these are a windy bunch, aren't they? Um, David Warner coming out and having a go at the umpires. <laughs> a whole lot of rubbish, mate. You know, you know the Aussies are struggling when they start whinging and they start complaining about that kind of crap. So I, I hope they start get up. Um, unfortunately for Pakistan, Shaheen Shah Freedy hasn't been as effective since his injury layoff. Uh, yeah. He just hasn't Very had the access at the top of the new ball. And then you take the team Shah out of it as well, who got injured before the tournament. Um, he, he was a massive loss for them. And Hassan Ali, while he's a good player, he, he bowls about 15, 20k slower and, and doesn't doesn't have the same skill with the ball that Nazim Shah does. So, look, it's, 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 a, it's a hole in their armour at the moment, um, just being able to take wickets. But this is an Australian team we saw in the Indian series before the World Cup last year. So they just picked all these all-rounders and just tried to take a bob each way and they haven't gone with like, yes, their bowling line's really nice, but they haven't gone with like genuine out-and-out batsmen or genuine out-and-out bowlers and they're fitting and fighting around with their lineup in, in the year preceding this. So I just feel like the combinations just aren't there. What they've done to Alex Carey, you play one game, pick as the main oh, keeper no. and then you get dropped. That's the kind of inconsistency in selection that has every player in the team looking over their shoulder. So, you know, that's, that's, that's one of the things that can come into this kind of setup, and, and it's all panic stations for them now. And when a team's panicking, mate, particularly a team like Aussie, like, mate, they, they could just absolutely roll over against Pakistan if they can, they can stay in the fight um, as long as they possibly can. Mitch, I really appreciate it, mate. Get back to being father of the year, and hopefully we can talk as this tournament progresses, mate. Appreciate your time. Thank you, bro. Have a good one.